Welcome to On the Brink by Wisbeach Grammar School, the podcast in which we speak to pupils, staff and parents to find out more. In every episode, we'll be talking to members of the school community to hear real stories of life in the school. So let's get into this episode of On the Brink by Wisbeach Grammar School. In this, the very first episode of On the Brink by Wisbeach Grammar School, we're getting to know the school in the capable hands of three heads of school, senior pupils who are well-placed to give us their insight into life at Wisbeach. They'll reflect on their early years at Wisbeach, they'll describe how they've progressed at the school, and they'll share how the support of their teachers has set them up for the important next steps in their lives. Let's meet them now. Hello everyone and welcome to our first podcast with Wisbeach Grammar School. I'm so pleased you're joining us. As it's our first podcast here at Wisbeach, we're really keen to get to know a little more about the school and to help us understand what Wisbeach is all about. We thought we'd speak to three people who know the school possibly better than anyone. So hello there to our three guests we have with us today. Hello. Hi. uh... Hello. Hi folks. So just to help us understand who we're chatting to, I wondered if each of you could let me know who you are, also maybe how old you are, and how long you've been at Wisbeach. All right, lovely. So um, my name is Nestor, and uh, I'm 18 years old, and I've been at Wisbeach for four years. I joined in year nine. Hey, Nestor. I'm Hannah. I'm 18, and I've been at the school since Prep 3 in Morden House. Okay. Hello. My name's Emily, and I've been at the school since 2013. I joined in Prep 4. Prep 4, okay. So brilliant. That's You've all come at maybe different times to your, to your time at Wisbeach. I'm really looking forward to hearing a bit more about you, about the school, and about how it feels to be, to be part of Wisbeach. So the three of you, I understand, are heads of school at Wisbeach. Now, I've not come across that term before. Help me understand a little about what it means to be a head of school. So... The three of us, we share the role of heads of school. So unlike past years, there isn't a set head boy, head girl and then deputy head. So we all share the the same role. Yeah, and um, the role of head of school kind of encapsulates um, helping out in assemblies, volunteering for open days. Uh, We have meetings, regular meetings with the um, head and deputy head of the school. And we kind of discuss maybe current issues going on or any ideas that we have that we could organise for events just to sort of help push the school forward and sort of um, the way it was described is we sort of act as a conduit between the pupil body and the kind of pastoral and senior members of the staff. I see. Um, When we went through our interview process um, in September after coming back from the summer holidays, um, we all went through a set of interviews with the headmaster and we were expecting there to be a head of school and then so two heads of school and then two deputies Mm. But um, they found that the four of us, because we worked together so nicely and that because we felt that we had quite a lot of rebuilding to do after COVID, that, that they'd have four set heads of school. So this sounds like quite an important role then. This isn't just a, a formality, a privilege. It sounds like you're involved in some, some fairly important conversations about the life of the school. Yeah, I mean, um, it was quite a big step up going from obviously no responsibility to meeting the headmaster every Monday morning for um, a quick debrief on on how the week's gone and any future plans. And um, at first, I'll admit, it was quite intimidating to, you know, be locked in this room with some of the head honchos of the school (laughs) and and have to talk to them about our opinions on the school Mm -hmm. and maybe even bring any criticisms that we may have to the people that run it. But after a while, after a few weeks, you know, with the support of all the teaching staff, they were all very friendly and you really settle into the role quickly 
And um, although it is quite a big responsibility, it feels nice to be, you know, at an age where you can be trusted with, with a role like this and to have an actual say in your school and in your community. Is this the sort of role that in other schools might previously have been called a prefect or you mentioned sort of head boy, head girl type role? Is it that sort of level of responsibility? So we have the prefect team, which is a group of 14 of us, Mm -hmm. and we all share very similar roles. But then the four heads of school, we're kind of just that step above. We're the ones that have that direct contact with the headmaster. So it's just slightly more responsibility than... Um, a prefect would have. I see. And it also gets you the privilege of being the people to kick off our podcast series with Wisbeach Grammar School. So I'm particularly grateful that you three heads of school could join us today. Thank you so much for that intro as to what your role is at the school. So let's look back maybe to when you first joined the school. I'd like to know a bit about what it felt like when you first came along to Wisbeach. Who wants to start us off with that one? So I'll start off. So I joined the school in 2013. So that was um, coming into year four. And I joined from quite a small school where there was around 70 pupils to joining quite a larger the Magdalen House was um, quite a larger school than what I was used to, so I was quite nervous, and obviously I was quite young, so very nervous. But I felt that when we, when I came into Magdalen House, I, there was kind of um, a buddy system. So I, my first week at the school, I spent with this girl who kind of um, showed me around and um, took me to my lessons, which I think is really helpful. Mm-hmm. Sure. And then you mentioned Magdalen House there. Tell us what what Magdalen House is. Um, So Magdalen House is the preparatory school. And we find that a lot of pupils come through um, from Magdalen House to Wisbeach Grammar. So you sit the entrance exam at the end of um, year six if you're choosing to stay on for Wisbeach Grammar. Um, for secondary education. And how many do that? What sort of proportion of, of the school make that transition from Magdalen to Wisbeach? I know that quite a lot of people do. I'm not quite sure on the numbers exactly, but quite a few people from year six that I remember, I'm sure Emily does as well, um, did actually end up staying on to the to the grammar school. I see. Nestor, what are your memories of, of when you first began at, uh, at Wisbeach? So um, I joined a little bit later than uh, Emily and Hannah. I joined in year nine. And um, the thing about joining midway through your secondary school is it's always quite a daunting thing. You know, you have friends at your old school. You already had a bit of a repertoire built up with your old teachers. So at first I was obviously quite nervous and um, I maybe I'm not as I wasn't as extroverted as I might consider myself now back then. So it took me a bit longer to settle in. But um, my first instinct when I joined Wisbeach was that Everyone was quite friendly, everyone was very welcoming. The teachers especially made sure to include me in lessons and discussions from day one and really pushed me. And um, the people here, although you know they already knew each other from years prior and already being at the school, uh, they were very quick to accept me. And Wisbeach isn't a massive school, um, so everyone gets to know each other quite well and quite intimately. And I think that it's really quite a lovely bunch in our year. And, they, um, and I managed to settle in relatively quick well quicker than what I expected to at least brilliant so those potential challenges of being that the new person coming along joining an established group of friends it sounds like that, that they quickly helps you feel at ease yeah definitely and it also helps that Wisbeach has a lot of extracurricular activities mm-hmm. I know I had gone from a school where sport wasn't very heavily sort of focused on to Wisbeach which take a lot of pride in our sport department and our sport teams so I tried out playing rugby for the first time and I loved it I fell in love with the sport 
I ended up joining my local rugby club as well as a part of it. But um, being part of the sports teams, being part of clubs in Wisbeach, right, there's a big push to, to get people to join. Oh, okay. Really helps you meet people and establish a good friend group. Hannah, let's turn to you. What are your memories of joining Wisbeach for the first time and what it was like to get yourself set up and established there? So when I joined in year three in Magdalen House, um, I hadn't been at school for a couple months because I just moved back from Australia from living there for a year. So I didn't have any school uniform to turn up in my taste today with. I had a broken foot as well, so I had a bright blue cast. Oh, gosh, okay. Um, I was a bit of a character <laughs> hobbling around. Um, but people still accepted me. I felt so welcomed when I came in for that taste today. I made a friend who I'm actually best friends with still now, 10 years later, on that taste today. So I felt so welcomed and really accepted and I just knew it was the the place for me on that first day. Why was that? What was it that made you think, yes, this this is the place where I'm going to be happy? It was just mainly from uh, feeling so welcomed. Everyone said hello to me um, on the day. The lessons were just really, I found them so interesting in comparison to what I'd known from Australia and before. Uh, The teachers just were really engaging and happy to help and I picked up on that straight away really. Let's talk a bit about teachers. Now, obviously, there will be teachers listening to this, but I get the impression that you folks can be quite honest with, with your teachers. Tell me a bit about the sort of support, the sort of approach, the, the way the teachers have been able to, to help you through your time at Wisbeach. Who wants to start with that uh, maybe tricky question? When we, so as senior prefects, a lot of the time we're asked to do tours. So that's touring um, prospective pupils around the school. And a lot of the time we're asked, um, what's our favourite part about the school? And to that, my response is always the same. And I always say the teachers, just simply due to the fact of the extra support and just the extra mile that they're always willing to go for us. I feel that throughout any kind of year, whether that's first form all the way up to upper sixth, the extra support you get has always been exceptional at this school. And what sort of support is that, Emily? What sort of extra mile do they go to? So specifically for our year group, um, obviously we didn't sit formal GCSEs um, as we used to. Ah, because of because of COVID? Yeah, there was a lot of, um, I'd say, like worry and anxiety throughout the year of just the uncertainty of not really knowing what was going to happen. But our teachers were always there for us and guided us through that where because obviously they were kind of uncertain as well they didn't they didn't know that we were all kind of in the same situation right especially in exam years they're just really helpful so we can have like extra support clubs i know for english um for english literature on a friday lunchtime we all um grab our lunch and then we do extra reading at lunchtime and that's just the support that they they're willing to give they always go the extra mile for us hannah what are your reflections on the teachers the way they've supported you your experience of, of being taught at Wisbeach? so recently um obviously all of us have applied to uni and um i applied to do vet medicine mm-hmm. a particularly competitive course and i came back with four uni rejections so that really put me down and really knocked my confidence But I spoke to teachers um, and they were there for me. They guided me through all the different options and it's boosted my confidence so much more now. And I actually have an offer to go to university in September. So if it wasn't for them, I don't think I'd be where I am with uni right now. So I'm just really grateful for 
like Emily was saying, the level of support that there is. I see. So it's not just for the, 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 the good side and the easy side. There's the difficult bit sometimes, dealing with tough news or a tough challenge. And you found they're able to help you with that. Yeah, the pastoral support and just having teachers there for a chat if you need them. I've always found that so, so helpful. That's good to know. Nesta, what's your take on the teachers, the approach that, that you found that they offer you? Yeah, so um, one thing that I've got to say that really struck out to me about Wisbeach and the teaching staff here is um, the relationship that, that you sort of build up with them over the years. Um, I've got to say that the teaching staff of this school are fantastic, not only as teachers, but as people, as human beings. Um, I get on so well with so many of my teachers and I feel they really know me as a person. They know my likes and dislikes and they know how I learn which more so than any school I've been at before, I think, and even the other schools I looked around in, in the area, I think they really, they really care about who you are. And um, it, it really does help, especially in sick form with A-levels, where there's such a, a vast amount of content you need to learn. Having that teacher that can understand you, understand their class to that um, extra degree and sort of tailor their lessons to, to the people they have in front of them. And... I, I, for one, noticed as well that um, I sort of grew into an era of complacency, uh, complacency a few years ago where I got very um, comfortable with where I was in my grade and I kind of stopped pushing myself. And it was actually some of the teachers that ran the scholarships program and the higher academics that sort of pulled me to a side and kind of said, look, you have a lot of potential. You could go far. You need to start working a bit harder. They gave me books they thought I would like maybe to read and push myself. And they kind of helped me to sort of reignite my passion for learning and my um, my own desires to, to really succeed and, and not let my potential go to waste. So I've got to say that the, uh, the teaching staff and the relationship here is with um, the teaching staff between pupils is kind of what makes this school special to me, at least. That does sound really good, the fact that you've all managed to, to give a bit of insight into that. And I'm getting a feeling of a sort of level of honesty there is between you and the teaching staff that you can be honest with each other. They can tell you when they'd really like to give you an opportunity to, to, to come along a bit further and you can tell them when there's something you've been struggling with. This sounds really good to know. Now, you've all of you been at school quite some time. This is your, your final year at school. When you think back over your time at Wisbeach, what are the parts that you remember the most? When you think about your years there, what will you look back on and really have a, a fond memory or, or, or even, a, even a tricky memory, if, that, if that's important to you? So for me, um, I've always played school sports and a lot of students were lucky enough in um, 2019, um, a lot of us had the option to go to Barbados for a sports tour wow. where we spent a week in Barbados and it was incredible. We um, we got to play um, cricket against local um, mixed cricket teams, um, netball, hockey, and there was only a boys team then, but the, the boys played rugby as well. Yeah, and I think that sport is a massive thing. It's just a massive part of what brings the community together, I feel. And I think it's really nice to have those chances to be able to kind of progress further and make friendships out of it, which is really nice. Wonderful. Thanks, Emily. Nesta, what's your, the memories that you'll look back on you think uh, the fondest? Yeah, I've got to say, mine aren't nearly as interesting as a Barbados tour, but um, a lot of my fondest memories honestly just come from normal school days, which might sound a bit plain at first. But when I think back to my time here at Wisbeach, some of the funniest moments have been just sat around in a classroom with my friends, with my teachers, talking, laughing, you know, getting stuff done. Honestly, sometimes the, um, the best moments are just for simple ones. 
And um, I think I've really come to appreciate that here, especially when you're surrounded by a, a good group of friends and, and teachers and staff that you feel comfortable with. Every day, almost, there's the, that possibility to make some fantastic memories and to just really have a great time. That says something, doesn't it? When even the, as you say, the ordinary days feel a bit special and you know that's something you'll look back on fondly. That, that's really good to know. And Hannah, what do you think when you look back in years to come at your, your Wisbeach years? What will you remember the most? Probably my DOV experiences. Oh, yeah. Tell us about those. So I've done bronze, silver and gold and... I did bronze and it was tricky, but I thought I'd do silver and then that was even harder. And then I got to gold and um, doing my expeditions last year, they were nearly impossible. So those of us who aren't familiar, DV, this is the Duke of Edinburgh's award, right? Yes, that's that's right. Yes. And what's the general idea of the, the Duke of Edinburgh's award for those who haven't met it before? So when you start the Duke of Edinburgh Award, you'll start at bronze level and you'll have a physical section, a skills section, a volunteering section, and then you'll have the expedition. And as you move up each level, um, the lengths of each section get longer. So it does get trickier Mm -hmm. as you progress through to the point where gold is, I believe it's a four day expedition and then i think two of the sections you have to do for a year so so quite some commitment then yeah it is definitely and that's one of the things that you've really found worthwhile there a hundred percent i've made so many memories on dov really um funny moments uh, difficult moments learning how to persevere through physically and mentally tough times um and just so many things I've, I've learned throughout the experience that I'll take with me for life. You say funny moments there. What sort of funny moments are you thinking of? Well, we sa- we've saved a few sheep um, on gold, which was quite interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've had to jump fences to, to save sheep. On silver, we did a lot of singing um, while walking. Which, oh, right. Yeah, right. lightened the mood, definitely. Um, and then for gold, we had to wild camp, which we weren't expecting to do and was definitely a different experience. So so sleeping out there in the mountains, in the hills, not on a campsite. No, completely alone. That's quite adventurous stuff. Was it that experience of rescuing sheep that you think attracted you to an idea in, in veterinary medicine? Quite possibly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a lot of very grateful sheep thanking you for that. that. That's brilliant. So yeah, let's look a little at, at those next steps then. You mentioned that you've been making applications to university. Your time at Wisbeach for the three of you it, it is coming towards it, its final stages. What, what does the, the, the next step look like for each of you? So for me, I um, I firm Newcastle University to do a joint honours degree. So I'm doing geography and English literature. And it's quite interesting because when I was applying for my A-level subjects in um, fifth form, I hadn't really thought about doing English literature. And kind of at the start of lower sixth, I didn't really enjoy it. I kind of felt that it wasn't for me. But um, one of my, um, well, both of my English teachers, but more specifically, I have a really close relationship with one of my English teachers, and she really helped me um, kind of discover my love for literature, which has meant that I've I applied to do English literature because originally I was just going to do geography, and I feel like it's it's really kind of supportive that we all have these kind of close relationships with teachers that have allowed us to kind of show us a side that we didn't really feel that was possible because I definitely I don't feel that I would have applied to do English literature 
at the start of Lower Sick. That's important to know, isn't it? That really mirrors what the three of you told me earlier, that because you've got that good relationship between yourselves and the teaching staff, if you've got teachers who can be honest enough and, and know you well enough to say, no, here's, here's the thing, Emily, I think you'd really want to consider this course, this idea, they must really know you quite well to be able to make those sorts of observations. Hannah, how about you? Tell us a bit more about what the future holds for you. So similar to Emily, I've firmed Newcastle for animal science with a view to then use that degree to go and do veterinary medicine afterwards. So as I mentioned earlier, it was a bit of a journey for me to get here, but um, I'm very, very happy with where I am now and looking forward to it. And you found that support from the teachers was really part of, of getting you to that place that you're looking at now? Yeah, definitely. I was very anxious and worried and it was stopping me from trying my hardest in my work and now I kind of feel like the cloud's been lifted and I can start working hard again and it definitely wouldn't I definitely wouldn't be here if it wasn't for my teachers offering that support and being there to talk to. That's good to know you talk about a cloud being lifted and and those sort of big life decisions those pressures at as A-level students they they can be quite intense can't they and if you feel that your teachers are able to to share that load with you and help you through it that that's really reassuring to hear about. And Nestor, next year, what will you be up to? So my uh, my sadistic side sort of came out a bit and I decided to subject myself to a four-year mathematics course. And um, yeah, so it's quite a full-on course. It's a, a heavily academic and um, it really does demand a lot of, of the people who take it. So I've been talking to a lot of my teachers and um, some of the people I consider like my personal mentors at this school and they've been giving me a lot of encouragement and uh, sort of words of wisdom to do with how to prepare, how to keep myself on track and motivated. But um, yeah, post my, my degree, I plan on possibly doing maybe a doctorate and possibly even going into research. And one of my favorite things about this school is, um, at the, especially in the science department, which I take a lot of sciences, there's um, lots of people with doctorates and who have done research in their field and and gone to quite a high level in their subject. So speaking to a lot of them about their time, their experiences in university and higher education, as well as their experiences doing doctorates, doing further research, has actually inspired me to maybe pursue it myself. So a career in academia possibly beckons for you, Nestor? Well, hopefully that is the plan as of right now. And was mathematics always on your radar? Did you know some time ago that was the direction you went or was that a recent decision? Well, actually, I, um, I planned on doing medicine at first. So I, um, I entered sick form, having chosen my A-level options geared more towards medicine, choosing a maths, further maths, biology and chemistry. But slowly as I went through the year, as I took my maths and further maths um, subjects quite seriously and um, sort of the calibre of teaching at the school, as I sort of attested to earlier, kind of made me realise that I actually had a bit more of a passion towards mathematics. I found it more interesting. I found it, um, it came to me a lot more naturally. And um, slowly the maths department started lending me books. And as I started tearing through those, I kind of realised that this is what I find interesting. This is what I want to study and what I want to do with my life. Excellent. That's really good to know. So yeah, so that kind of geared me towards uh, a degree in mathematics. Well, I wish you all the very best with that, all, all three of you. It sounds like the, the experience you've had and the support you've had at Wisbeach there has really set you up for the next stage in your, in your academic careers.
Now, you've all three of you been really helpful, giving me an impression about what it's been like for you to spend uh, these important school years of yours at Wisbeach. You've told me quite a lot about the support that's been offered you by the teachers and and how that's helped you to to look ahead. If we were going to sum up, if we were going to speak maybe to maybe to pupils or to parents who are considering coming to Wisbeach and they wanted to just get a quick impression about what the school is all about. If I maybe asked each of you for three words that just you think maybe sums up what Wisbeach is all about, what life at Wisbeach is all about. Hannah, let's start with you. What three words might you choose? I would probably choose um, nurturing, motivational and active as my three words. That's a good start. Thank you very much. Emily, what three words might you go for? For my three words, I'd definitely choose unique, inspiring and definitely opportunistic. Opportunistic in terms of the options that are there for you, in terms of those opportunities that that lie in store. Yeah, definitely. That's good to know. And Nestor, what three words would you go for? They took all the good ones. Um... (laughs) I'm sorry, I picked (laughs) on you last. I do apologise. No, um... Probably change. Change is maybe the biggest one for me. How so? Well, I I find that um, my time at this in my time at this school, um, everything about me as a person kind of sort of molded, changed, grew, maybe matured might be a bit better way of putting it. But um, you know, as you as you grow up, you know, you're bound to change your worldview on things. You're bound to see see a bigger picture and kind of shift from seeing things in black and white to that grey area in between as, as an adult and as I always say. I see, and you found that the school, the environment of the school supported you in that time of change. Yeah, definitely. The school have quite a big push um, to do with societal issues and always keeping very current to do with, you know, what's being portrayed in the news today and how the school can kind of educate its students on 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 the world around us. And I think that that really does help, especially at a younger age when maybe you're not as... Um, as aware of these these current social issues to kind of help you realise the world you live in and, and see the bigger picture around you. So change is probably my biggest. Change? Thing. Yeah, my other two probably would be um, growth kind of in a similar theme and inspiration, just because I think in the school there are so many figures that you can look up to and and can really, um, that you can re- kind of set your goals on, on being like, I want to be like you and and I want to kind of experience your experiences because some of the teachers here do have some some fantastic anecdotes <laughs> do you want to share one of those anecdotes i won't name any names but um i know one of the teachers at my school um he studied for quite a while in america and he loves absolutely loves to tell us about his time over in the states and he always shares with us about how um how over in the states on his um big fancy budget you know straight out of university you know a big salary with a brilliant degree he would have steaks for dinner every night and he would be um he'd be living the lavish life partying and all of this and um yeah as well as you know doing his doctorate and studying and um as well as keeping a full-time job and he was always he always likes to um obviously ingest but likes to sort of probe his students and show off about his old the, the good old days and kind of encourages us to to sort of live our lives, live to live to the fullest, experience things, and um, really push ourselves to be the best we can be, and and have as many experiences as we can in our life. Do you know what that feels like? A, a wonderful place for us to to bring this conversation to a close, because it it seems to me like that sums up everything you've told me for our time together. The way that the teachers there seem to support you and encourage you and push you uh, and just be there for you in so many ways. That's the impression I've certainly got from chatting to the three of you today.
So I want to thank you so much, Emily, Nesta, Hannah. You've all been really honest and open with us. And I think everyone listening to this has now got a really nice impression about the kind of environment that awaits pupils at Wisbeach. I want to wish all three of you the very best, not just, of course, for the rest of this school year and your A-levels, but for a brilliant summer holiday and whatever adventures await you as you move on to your next steps. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. That was Hannah, Emily and Nestor, three of Wisbeach Grammar School's heads of school. Thanks to what they shared with us, we now know lots more about life at Wisbeach, about the supportive environment provided by teaching staff and about how pupils in their final year look back at their Wisbeach years but also look forward to their time at university. Thanks for joining us. That's it for this episode and thank you for listening. To find out more, check out the school website, wisbeachgrammar.com. Now, our next episode is coming out soon, so in the meantime, don't forget to follow or subscribe so you can stay in touch. And we look forward to connecting with you next time.